2: Yeah, yesterday, Jackson. I mean, I know a lot of people remember the Rose Bowl sunset take, but I'll remember that you had the wrong music to start the show. Yep. Yep. You look like an English professor today. I haven't seen you. Even though we've done a show together for three hours, I haven't seen you. You got a little turtleneck on and like a sweater. Yeah. Yeah. You look like like an English professor from a 1970s movie.
1: Hmm. That's not a bad look. It's kind of in style now.
2: It's very elite.
1: Yeah. Well, (laughs) if the shoe fits.
2: Welcome in, friends. It's Mungan S. uh, Burkhard, Alton Toyota's presentation of Balloon Party. Uh, I would tell you it's the best one-hour midday show in St. Louis. I would agree. I I don't think, think, you know. Thank you. Thank you for the delicious compliment. You can text into it at 314 399 Comfort Service text line. And then we got this YouTube chat. That is a hotbed of activity. I haven't opened it up just yet, but I'm going there right now. YouTube.com. And then I type 101 ESPN, and I see Balloon Party is live. And, yeah, the people are in there. Eric Bishop's in there. Danny Jansen's in there. Sean. Aston. No. Was Rudy?
1: Yeah, that was Rudy. B- do
2: you say Busher? Busher. Let's go with Busher. Thank you. Pretty excited to hear Jackson's take on USA Hockey's big game at the World Juniors, as what Sean Busher says.
1: I don't really have a take, considering I was unaware that it happened. <sighs> I know that. Did the Blues play tonight? Yeah, they take on uh, that club from Vancouver. They call them the Canucks. That's right. Yeah, yeah. If we didn't talk about it yesterday, I wouldn't have known. I told
2: the audience on Tuesday. That my six-year-old, for whatever reason, wanted a Canuck sweater for Christmas. And I got him one. Elias Pettersson, of course, number 40. Right, Elias. Thank you. But I don't plan to go to the game tonight, and so it's very important that he doesn't see me watching the game. Mm. Because then he'll say, oh, the Blues are playing the Canucks, how come we're not at the game?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: And then that's going to cause a problem at the house, huh? I hear that. I know if I was over at your house, we wouldn't run into that problem, probably. No, 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 that would not be an issue. What happened to the commitment you made in October to watch more blues hockey? Dissolved. Completely. I th- mean, you aren't apart. even hemming or hawing on any of this. Here you are dressed up as an English school professor and making no apologies for the fact that you are not watching... Drew Bannister's club. Yeah, I might tune in for a little tonight. Maybe. Does you like the Canucks sweater?
1: Not against it. Logo, is
2: fine. They change often.
1: Yeah, it's the the whole West Coast hockey has a real problem with the uniforms outside of Seattle. They really don't do it right. Having said that, I probably will tune in for maybe a period tonight, and that will probably do it. Take the under if anybody's interested in betting me. Yeah, I'll be on my phone the whole time, but I'll you know. What do you got going on? What are you? I was dibbling and dabbling. What's that mean? Scrolling. There's a lot to look at on that old internet, man. Holy mackerel. What are you looking at? I'm really curious. You know, reading stuff, tweets, uh, you know, articles, passages. I've I've been getting into passages, scrimshaw, all the above. Yeah, kind of into it all. Just trying to better myself, hence the turtleneck today. That's that's a conscious effort. I'm debuting this turtleneck. It's a new one. I got it for Prominent Winter
2: Holiday, and I'm feeling really good about it. Jackson looks like he's ready for his photo shoot for his Christmas album cover. That's from Darren Carlisle. Bad singer, really bad singer, so I
1: wouldn't do that. Um, But I could see myself, you know, some sort of... Christmas novel,
2: maybe. I feel like a novelist in this. Jackson looks like a TA in a philosophy class. That's from Eric Nickens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is Jackson's girlfriend dressing him now? That's from Mister
1: <laughs> Smith. No, this is uh, this is my creation. This like, is... did you get that for the holidays? <laughs> I did. I did. did I, you really? I got this. Like you got termok. the whole the whole ensemble. No, 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 no. I purchased the uh, the jacket shirt combo here. Uh, I purchased the pant, the shoes, but the All turtleneck at once, simultaneously. Uh, and within like a week or two of each other, uh, we talk about shopping at brick and Brick and you go? Me, where
2: do you, where do you go? I assume you go to Mr. Guy. Right. So
1: the parking lot at Saks and Neiman was too big, like too much, too many people there. I right. like to usually go by
2: myself. Right. Yeah, I think uh, CDS had parent teacher that day.
1: Yeah. So I, uh, <laughs> I went to, uh, went to Macy's brag And then followed that up with a little trip to Nordstrom Rack and just loving on that Brentwood traffic, man. Oh, it's so smooth getting around there. There's no, you know, six lane roads, super
2: easy to navigate. I missed the Burger King.
1: Yeah, well, there was a Burger King there, uh, right right across, right next to the Rally House there. Rally House. Yeah. Rally House. Yeah, I don't think they're doing much with it. Seems like some weeds have been overgrown
2: around there. Yeah, shrubs and the like. Jackson, what do we have on this Thursday thoroughfare? I assume we will break down the Blues and Canucks as they try to halt the two-game skid and really peak in January as they are going to face some of the NHL's best oppositions.
1: Hey, Ven, good to see you again. Uh, I actually do have a Blues question,
2: not for the first one. Oh, what's the first question? This is interesting because the lead is not obvious. This no. is going to put you to the test here. And what is the name of this segment? Uh, so the it was Little ori- Piddles? It was
1: originally the Little Piddles Thursday thoroughfare. Alliteration. But our cohort on TMA, Ken Iggy
2: Strode. Ken Iggy Strode. Uh, 30 years in radio. Yeah. Most of it spent in AM slash HD2. So we call that the big time. And an executive at 1380 The Woman. Well, thank Let's you. Never forget that. Executive producer. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And they got paid like 75% of the time. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. For the long run they had. Mm-hmm. The... He had a problem with the term thoroughfare. He's saying that the uh, dictionary is getting a little too overcrowded. So uh, this is the little pills Thursday thoroughfare DBA Ken's mixed bag. Oh, it's got a
2: DBA. Yeah, Ken's mixed Very, bag is nice. registered with the Secretary of State. All right, let's go. What do we got? What is the lead? I'm curious what the lead is. Where are you going? LSU firing Matt House oh, leaves wow. a
1: hole. Wow in their defensive coordinator role. It's like we're
2: in the South now. Mm-hmm. Better believe leading it. leading with college football news. That's right. I oh, wonder and, how that's going to play with the audience. I don't know. Maybe they like it. Maybe we are in the South now.
1: When I put a turtleneck on, I don't give a rat's ass what these people think, baby. It's all me all the time. Um, Missouri D.C. Blake Baker is a top candidate to join Brian Kelly's staff. Do you think Baker making the move to Baton Rouge is a strong possibility? Is he trying to become... If if sorry if he is you. trying Thank to you. become a head coach, would this be the right path to travel on?
2: Wow. I am surprised. I immediately, before opining, I go to the Twitter tweets just to see if anything is new yeah, I and good. click on the uh, what the colonel's got to say. Uh, let's see go um, oh, Chris Abum's drain is headed to the NFL not that, that that's surprising yep. and, um, and this and this right happened right, with the uh, yeah uh, that just was tweeted 18 minutes ago but nothing new on Blake Baker so for the record because I think there is a healthy percentage of the audience who might not be aware of this news Brian Kelly who's a, a southern demutant from yep. from Southie uh, who grinds on high school recruits when they visit baton rouge fired his defensive staff after the greatest show on turf that is the wisconsin badgers moved the ball up and down the field on his defense in uh the game that everybody's still talking about from new year's day the rely quest bowl and so matt house was terminated along with former Desmet coach robert steeples who Mm -hmm. went down there to be on the lsu defensive staff and so Blake Baker, who is the Missouri defensive coordinator, who just signed an extension, I think like a week ago. Yeah,
1: it was him and Kirby, I think, signed right up right. the same day.
2: Um, is considered the favorite by some in college football circles. And Gabe Yarman of Power Mizzou, who I will cite as a source, says there is a lot to this. Um, I text Jackson. It's 6 o'clock in the morning often. Today I texted you to get the Rory McElroy sound from his podcast. That's actually worthy of being talked about. Uh, And uh, and then I texted Gabe as well. I said, Colonel, let me ask you a question here. Percentage Blake Baker leaves a week after signing his extension in Columbia to go to LSU. The colonel said 50.5%. 50.5%. 50.5%. So some people are like breaking it down. Well, is LSU a better job? And so on and so forth. Taking all that out of the equation, here are a couple fun facts that you may not be aware of. Uh, number one, he was fired from LSU by Brian Kelly. How about that? Hmm. Uh, number two, his wife played soccer at LSU. And number three, Blake Baker himself has Tulane roots played there. Mm -hmm. So there is an attraction that may be more personal for him than the average football coach. Now uh, I would imagine damn near everybody listening to this program is not aware of LSU's football schedule next year. LSU's football schedule uh, includes in addition to SEC opposition, Alabama and Ole Miss and Ole Miss is expected to be a big threat next year they start the season with USC and three weeks later, they play UCLA. I don't know what the hell is going on there, but good for them. Yeah. Um, And they also have Oklahoma in addition to it with Oklahoma coming from the big 12 to the sec. They got a hell of a schedule and some big time offenses. When you're talking about Ole Miss, who knows what Alabama will have, but Milrow will be back. Right. Yeah. And, uh, and then you would think that Lincoln Riley will have something going, even though he won't have Caleb Williams. Um, So with that all said, if you're a defensive coordinator, is that the move? In a normal year, you go, oh, you can go to LSU as opposed to Columbia? Well, you go to LSU. But next year, Missouri actually might be a better spot. The other thing I would say is Blake Baker and Kirby Moore will not be on Missouri's staff. In 2026. And I would put a five star lock on that. And that's not a shot at them. That's just an observation of two coaches who are trending, probably could have been head coaches this offseason, just would have had to settle for a job. Um, But maybe in a spot where they can go to a good job for their first head coaching job, if Missouri does go to the college football playoff this coming year, and considering Missouri's schedule versus... LSU's Missouri's would be more favorable, which is weird to say in a year when they travel to Tuscaloosa and College Station for that matter, matter. But specifically a Tuscaloosa trip, which I would imagine most people just already kind of rule out as being a loss. They also host Oklahoma. They host Auburn. But the non-conference schedule is weak as all get out. So with that said, if I were just judging it through that lens, I would say stay in Columbia, taking my affinity for Missouri out of it. Um, but if he has family ties there, and he goes, yeah, maybe this year will be great in Colombia. But I'm out after next year. That's a different situation. Um, I I I I, th- I think he stays in Colombia. I think he stays in Colombia. Even though the colonel said 50.5 percent, I'm going to say I think he stays in Colombia. What do you think?
1: So the colonel, I think like articulated my thoughts on if he's leaving or not perfectly. I think it's a total coin flip if he does go or doesn't because I totally understand what you're saying with Mizzou's non-conference schedule. And if you are trying to be a coach, not this year, but next year, by next year, I mean 2025 season. Yeah. Like being in Missouri might actually put you in a better spot than LSU. My other thought, and which makes it a coin flip for me, is if you are able to turn around an LSU defense that was so pitiful mm-hmm. last year, that had such a great offense, which even more highlighted how bad the defense was, if you're able to turn that around for a... You
2: f- give LSU's team Missouri's defense this year. like
1: it's, it's, They're as good as any team in the country. That's correct, because, because they, they c- have the
2: best player in the country.
1: Yeah, without a doubt. And so like, LSU is a five-star prestige program blue so, blood as blue blood Old as it gets money like yeah.
2: yourself in the turtleneck.
1: Yeah, then there's probably only 10 college football teams who could be in that five-star prestige level over their entire existence and LSU is certainly one of them. If you're able to turn that around after how bad it was, I mean, you are you are as one as any coach in the country. So, that's a bigger risk. You're taking a bigger risk going to LSU with a defense that's kind of depleted, but with how quick you're able to turn things around, you know, there's something to consider. If you're gonna stay at Missouri and you think the team can get eight, nine, ten, maybe even eleven wins, you're still gonna be one of the most sought after coaches in the country. Well I don't know if an eight win season has people buzzing.
2: If you're a top ten preseason and you finish eight and four, that ain't gonna that ain't gonna give you much equity.
1: Let's go let's go nine or ten. Let's go nine or ten wins, eleven possibility. If you think that you can get there, finish in the top five in the sec top three in the sec have a chance for the college football playoff and you're the defensive coordinator and the defense is dominant like they were last year boy you are going to be...
2: And you have Williams-Wanary coming in. Yeah. In addition yeah. to some Huge returning fact. players and some success in the transfer portal on that side of the football. So uh, this is something Gabe thinks will be wrapped up by the end of the weekend. At the latest, it is Thursday now, even though we had a holiday this week. Uh, and uh, and it's a big moment. This is the cost of doing business at yeah. this level of college football now. The Missouri finds itself in after one successful season. And if you want to sustain it, you've got to try to fend off these pursuits. If anything, it's flattering That you have a program of LSU's ilk knocking on your defensive coordinator's door, but it's the cost of doing business with this comes people pursuing your people and also expectations from your fan base. And I welcome it. Yeah. That's the cost of greatness, and that is uh, something that I think uh, is, is long overdue in Columbia, Missouri. That people view it through that prism. It is a year in which Missouri could be in the playoff, but will Blake Baker be a part of it? That is what Jackson went with for the lead. It's ten seventeen. This time check brought to you by Clarkson Jewelers. We will continue on this little piddle's Thursday thoroughfare. Doing business is Ken's mixed bag. Mixed bag. Uh, you can text in 399-646 Air Comfort Service text line and the YouTube chat, youtube.com 101 ESPN channel. Very active in there as always during balloon party. This is balloon party presented to you by Mungan S Burkhardt Alton Toyota on 101 ESPN and the 101 ESPN YouTube channel.
0: We're right back to the balloon party on the Tim McKernan podcast presented by Dobbs tire and auto centers on 101 ESPN.
2: Some breaking baseball news note, Harrison Bader is staying in New York Except he's going from the Bronx to Queens, nice. Harrison Bader to the Mets. Jackson. Good for him. Good for him.
1: Hope for nothing but the best. I remember when uh, he left St. Louis or was traded, I should say, for Jordan Montgomery. He wrote a great piece. He did in the Players Tribune, and they did a little video with it. And I thought that was really, really that was high class.
2: Her Mike uh, Mark Feinstein, maybe he goes by Mike. One year, ten and a half million dollar with the Mets.
1: Yeah, hope for nothing but the best. I mean. Elite speed like that's hard to come by. Uh,
2: Jackson, we are in the midst of this Thursday thoroughfare here on Mungan S. Burke, Arnold, and Toyota's uh, balloon party. It's also doing business as Ken's Mixed Bag. Mm-hmm. I was surprised by the lead of Blake Baker, but I'm not saying it was wrong, because I don't know what the alternative would be. I yeah. don't know. I'm, op- I'm open to anything. Kind of a weird This is time. your show. Yeah, thank you. It feels and like And by the show. way, Jackson and I will be doing the Tim McKernan Show. We're trying to do the show every single day after Balloon Party. It's up. We're live uh, on uh, YouTube at 1115youtube.com slash T-M-I-S-T-L. And of course you can subscribe to the Tim McKernan Show podcast and, uh, and, and listen in the fun games. And that is not Sports. It can be sports. It's just anything. And you and any question, comment, you can rip my ass, rip Jackson's ass. T McKernan at insidestl.com. T M C K E R N A N at insidestl.com. Any topic is welcome. Anything. I mean anything and we're doing that every day uh at least we've started to and i'd like to continue it so anyway that's at 11 15 that's like five or six hours of broadcasting not enough we, is what i say yeah i mean I, why not do all 24 hours just literally always on the air yeah seems like people do do that a lot
1: yeah. these streamers man uh either way what's uh let's uh stra- yeah, question two let's strap on the steel slippers Let's we'll talk a little ice hockey When looking at the DNA for the 2019 team, I was able to was make
2: that pause like a Jim Rome pause. Was it did you lose your place on your script? I honestly want to see how long I could pause without you giggling. Oh, I, I would have gone. Until
1: 11.
2: <laughs> when looking, I, I sometimes young tykes for whatever reason, because I, if I were a young tyke, I'd stay away from me. Yeah, right. Uh, engage in staring contests with me. I have no <laughs> idea how or why. Sounds like something that the law might want to look into. And I'm like, let's go. You're six, friend of my son's, you're going to lose. And I will fill Ivy their souls. Wow. Yeah.
1: I'm pretty I'm not going to lose. I'm pretty good at staring
2: contest. You want to have a staring contest? Should we do it on the air? No talking? <laughs> I think we probably should
1: just do that on... QFTA at the moment the show jumps the shark.
2: <laughs> I don't know if the
1: show is ever not. Yeah, that's fair. When looking at the DNA for the 2019 Blues team that was able to make such an incredible Boy, you're turnaround. taking a walk
2: down memory lane five, five years ago since glory. Five years ago, isn't that nuts? It, it actually it does stand out to me. <laughs> isn't that crazy? So I can picture being at that game, clinch in the West against the Sharks with my wife and my dad, and it's just like one of my favorite moments. Yeah. It really is, probably because of who I was with. And I'm going, God, that was. Five years ago, it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. Senior year of college for me. Uh,
1: they were able to make such an incredible turnaround. What is the 2023-2024 team missing in that DNA helix that gave the 2019 DNA team?
2: helix? All while wearing the turtleneck.
1: Yeah, there's no mistakes here. Ah. Everything's intentional. It's like a Kubrick film. Uh, that the 2019 team was able to tap into. In general. Do you think the Blues fans should be excited for the short-term future of the franchise or proceed with caution with their emotional investment for the next season or two?
2: I would love to start 2024 by blowing smoke up the backsides of the listeners. But you know what this program is called, Jackson? Honesty in the media. You better believe it, brother. And therefore, you can like it, you can dislike it. Honestly, it's just not my concern at this point in my life. But I am going to tell you what I think. And I do not see that happening. Uh, And I I think, even though I can't imagine many people were thinking it was possible in January, at this point, January of 2019, I think if we were to step back and look at the respective rosters, you would go, the 2019 team certainly had more tools in place. Number one, Alex Petrangelo would certainly stand out. Uh, Vladimir Tarasenko would certainly stand out. Ryan O'Reilly, coming over from Buffalo, would certainly stand out. Um, and it certainly became the strategy that played a role in, in their run, and that was they could roll four lines at you and and dominate and penalize teams. Over the course of playing them night in and night out, as was the case, I think with every series they had, the way the Blues dominated games, the, their record in games five, six, seven, and every one of the series went to a minimum of six. The Jets and the Sharks, and then the uh, and then the series against the Stars and Bruins going seven, and the Blues' records in games five, six, and seven, they were dominant. I think it was probably in the sixty-seven percent to seventy-five percent win percentage, and that's I mean. The Guys, The Sharks couldn't even send a team out in game six here. They were so beat up. This team doesn't have that. And Jeremy Rutherford was on with us on TMA yesterday. And I don't think I asked about the chances of them repeating that run. I think I asked about the long-term coaching situation. Like, how likely is it that Drew Bannister gets the gig? And I see that this morning in the St. Louis Post-Dispatch, Ben Fredrickson uh, wrote that he thinks Drew Bannister will wind up getting the gig. Uh, I think Rutherford thinks that that's certainly possible, uh, and if you remember Craig Berube's tenure did not start off successfully if you isolate it to immediately after the firing of Mike Yo, it took until January well Yo was fired um, I think it was November 19th if I'm not mistaken um, right around there in, in 2018 so with that all said why do I say all of this when I asked Rutherford about that he said yeah this is a team that might be able to, to get into the playoffs but it isn't he's it, just like dismissive of the team being able to make a deep run and I would love to say, I and, and I suppose in hockey, perhaps, right there with baseball, I guess, you can just get in and maybe something can happen, whereas that's going to be tougher in, in the other sports. But um, I, just, I just don't see it happening. And I think as far as whether you want to talk about short-term, long-term, it, it still falls under this umbrella. The organization is saddled with contracts that are going to make their success in the ceiling limited. And that is... At the start of it, the biggest problem the St. Louis Blues have at this moment—I mm. mm. actually have a hockey take. You—you you find yourself surprised, like a curious finger has arrived in your chair. Well, so often we
1: talk about hockey, and I literally—I just—if you were to turn to me and say, "Do you have any thoughts?" I would have absolutely nothing.
2: I paused, expecting you to go to question three candidly.
1: And maybe I'm repeating what you just said, but hey, you know what? Did you zone out while I was talking? Well, I was thinking about my take, and I'm not sure if you said my take while well, I was thinking of my take, because, uh, you know, one thing at a time, maybe. Either way... Run that for a promo. That's right. Anyone listening, if you are? Uh, and we're talking about the Helix, that DNA Helix. Yeah. Well, you said that. Right. I. Well, it's my show. And... Right. Um, yeah, you, know, you look at the twenty nineteen team, obviously the star power that was there, O'Reilly, Tarasenko was strong.
2: I'm so anxious for what's about what I'm about to hear.
1: But like with the twenty nineteen team, the physicality is what separated them. Come playoff time, they were just like you said with the Sharks just beating up on teams and just always staying in games because 'cause they're always gonna fight. I just don't You were a fan that. of the four check. Yeah, once I find out what that word means, I was a really big fan. There's Jamie River, <laughs> and so I just don't think this team has the physicality. Like I, the few I've watched,
2: uh, <laughs> nothing bolsters a gentleman's point,
1: right? Well, if I could put it like just in one moment, the game before the game, the day of Baruby's firing, Jordan Cairo gets beat on a puck on the boards, and they score like that is a, in a microcosm, like. What's that? Like they just sometimes get beat on the physical side. I just I don't remember that being the case in twenty nineteen. In fact, I remember it being the opposite.
2: Right. Well, I, I, when it gets down to it, I just don't think that it's there. But at the same time, as we were told by Doug Armstrong at the start of the season, he knew it wasn't there either. Um, the th- the thing is, I still watch with the hope. You know, last year it got to a point where kind of like oh, I kind of wouldn't mind him losing at the tail right, end right, of the season. Right. But I'm, you know, I'll be watching tonight as long as my six-year-old isn't around. Uh, and in my back of my mind, boy, if they can just get in. And then if they do get in, man, if they can just, you know, I mean, I never, going into that series against the Avalanche two years ago, I had very low hope mm-hmm. knowing how good the Avalanche were. And then sure enough, You know, and it heads back to St. Louis, the series is tied at one, and Jordan Bennington has gone from being the backup at the start of the Wild Series to standing on his head, and then he gets hurt, and then things begin to spiral. But the Blues played a hell of a series, so that can happen. And we've seen plenty of eight seeds make it to the Stanley Cup Final. And, And a couple of times we've been here in St. Louis on the receiving end with the Sharks in 2000 and the Kings in 2012 of these eight seeds that can go on runs Chris Pronger, a part of an eight seed that went to the Cup Finals in Edmonton, so you can see it happen. Um, just get in. I just when I look at it, it would really surprise me. But at the same time, if I were hosting this show five years ago and you would ask about the Stanley Cup Final, I mean that was like it was a foreign topic—the right. Stanley Cup Final—for right. you know the vast majority of the people who weren't alive when the Blues had last been to one. So I'll watch with hope, and you know what, hope. Is a wonderful thing, perhaps the best of all things, Morgan Freeman, Red, Shawshank Redemption. Yeah. I think I said that word for word. I think it you nailed like it. it. I know I delivered it confidently at the yeah. very least. Yeah, that was great. Thank you so much. Voiceover is awesome. Red. Yeah, yeah. Morgan Red. Freeman. Brooks was here. Oh, man. For the film. Uh, all right. We'll have questions three, four, five, and six coming up in the second half here on the Little Piddles Thursday Thoroughfare DBA Ken's Mixed Bag. This is Balloon Party, driven by Manganas Burkhardt, Alton Toyota on 101 ESPN, the 101 ESPN YouTube channel.
0: We're right back to the balloon party on the Tim McKernan podcast presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.
2: Welcome back Balloon Party, 101 ESPN, Tim McKernan, Jackson Burkett with you here on the program. 1038 in St. Louis, Miss Anything podcast, Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers podcast. And of course... Talk it over in the YouTube, and you can go back and watch it on YouTube. 125 people are in there right now. Very active conversation. Jackson, that's what the Thursday thoroughfare does, though, or DBA Ken's Mixed Bag. What is question number three here today? Uh, Question number three, Tim. So I don't really have a question. Buying time, buying time. that's right. I I saw question three. Oh, I have. The Cardinals grade.
1: Yeah, yeah, I have that. I also have. Okay, wow. If you're going to call an audible, though, go ahead. Well, I don't have any question around. uh, This is just a thought. Rory's appearance on the Stick to Football podcast, talking about the Liv and PGA situation.
2: Uh, but You're I, talking about this like people know what you're talking about. Right. Now, I know what you're talking about because we played audio from it on TMA this morning, and I actually watched the podcast last night, and I would recommend it, by the way. I think mm-hmm. it's from Sky Sports. Yep. And the name of the podcast is Stick to Football. Uh, now it's, the, it's Europeans talking football, so therefore it's soccer, but they're interviewing Roy McIlroy. Yep. And McIlroy is very introspective on the way things have gone down with the PGA Tour and live and the way he's handled it. Yeah, absolutely. That is the uh, background of what Jackson's referring to. Thank you for the context. No, no problem.
1: And I just think it's such, a, it's such a, while it is golf, it is such a bigger, like it's kind of the first time, maybe and it's not all true but basically the first time in mainstream that we've seen foreign money come into sports at this level in America
2: in America i agree
1: so i think it is a very because it's been
2: present in the EPL yeah yep and yep. it was controversial at the outset similar to this yeah when
1: they bought newcastle it was crazy having said all of that i just think it's a very interesting
2: and it, it could apply to... All right, I like this. I like, I, I like both of your topics. The Cardinal letter grade from CBS Sports, I'm in. And this topic, I'm in. Well, we got so whatever two segments, you want to okay. do, you know what I've decided? You're a prince. Okay, I'm going to tease I'm wow. gonna
1: tease the live in PGA stuff so I can think of a question on the fly to frame the discussion. So I'll start with my Cardinal question. CBS Sports has given the Cardinals a C grade for their offseason moves. Do you agree with that grade? Do you think in mid-November of 2023 that people would grade that the same or has it dropped with time? What do you think the Cardinals faithful would grade this offseason?
2: Cardinals faithful would be lower than a C without question. Um, I think C is probably within the range for me. I'd be probably C, C plus, C minus. So I'm very comfortable with C being our median. Um, I guess here is for me individually like in a big picture I like it because they haven't gone and put themselves in a spot where they are tied to a deal that you're going like there's just no way the Philadelphia Phillies in 2028 are going to be thrilled that they have Aaron Nole on the payroll now contextualizing that part of the conversation and these long term deals that Go, have gone, will go to Snell and Montgomery at some point in the pitchers. If the Philadelphia Phillies get their first World Championship since 2008, they may be able to say, "Yeah, okay, Nola, you know, is now you know using Vaseline on balls to throw him up there because he's 37, 38 years old." Uh, but it was worth it because in 2024, we brought the city of Philadelphia together and won a World Series. We'll never forget that. Without Aaron Nola, we don't do it. It just depends on what lens you view it through. I don't think the Cardinals are that close. Of course, as we were just talking about with the Blues, things can happen, but I view things through probabilities, and I just don't think it's there. I didn't think it was there before the Dodgers did what they did, and the Braves are doing what they're doing, and Of course, with the baseball playoff format being what it's being, things can change. But, man, would it be a big surprise if you didn't see one of the Braves or Phillies at the top of the National League East and the Los Angeles Dodgers at the top of the National League West? It's kind of college football in that way and that you know, okay, well, when it's all said and done, I don't know what the hell is going to happen. I just know Alabama and Georgia are somehow going to be in the mix. You just know it's going to happen baseball didn't used to be like that with the exception of that Red Sox Yankees era in late 90s early 2000s so i like that the cardinals didn't give themselves an albatross of a contract cuz that can hamstring an organization for years to come from the are the cardinals now in a position to win a championship because of these moves the answer is no uh, and so when Randy Carricker, for example, came on the morning after the, I believe, Sonny Gray deal yep. and said, I don't know why you needed to spend whatever dollar figure it was he was talking about. I don't know if he was incorporating the Lynn and Gibson contracts along with Gray to be an average team. I'm paraphrasing what Randy sure. said, for the record. Uh, I totally understand where he's coming from. I think my position, this isn't like... I am smarter, therefore, I'm just saying I know I'm kind of on an island on this, similar to my bowl perspective. Like, I love that Missouri beat Ohio State. I don't really care about bowls, and I wouldn't have cared if Missouri lost to Ohio State. I cared a lot when they lost to LSU in Georgia, and I loved the wins against Kentucky, for example, and K State. So I realize I'm on an island on this going. God, I just hope the Cardinals don't screw themselves for 2027, 2028, and twenty twenty nine in November of twenty twenty three. Yeah, because it ain't gonna happen in October twenty twenty four, no matter what they do, unless they go so far outside the box and sign Yamamoto. So I like what the Cardinals have done. I just don't think they've done because I'm looking at it through the big picture as far as twenty twenty four goes. You know, they might win the Central. And then I, you know, I suppose anything could happen, but to date, and there's still some big names out there, but to date, it's kind of blah. It's a it, I never would have expected the Lynn Gibson thing. Uh, Sonny Gray God, if you could have said, okay, here are all the free agents who will the cardinal sign. I'll go, Ooh, give me Sonny Gray. Yeah. It's textbook but I like it because it's only a three-year deal, and I like the Lennon-Gibson thing just because they're one-year deals and the club has an option if they are successful and they want to bring them back and they want to eat innings. I like it because I view 2024 as kind of a bridge year. Yeah. So I'm on I'm on board with it, but I think Cardinal fans are angry as hornets when it comes to the majority of Cardinal fans.
1: Yeah, yeah. and I think in addition to that, and something we've talked about plenty, is with what's going on with the TV money and you, the uncertainty with that, spending like crazy this off season when the talent might not be worthy of it does not seem like a smart idea from a business perspective. I really wanna maybe
2: maybe now is time. I kinda of wanted to see the free agent stuff come to an end. I wanna sit down. I've done it before down in his office with Bill DeWitt the third and i just want to I, I want to have a real i don't care if it's off the record if it's off the record just so i have a better understanding like what is this television situation yeah. and he's been on the podcast a couple of times i believe and his father's been on the podcast and have a conversation and have an understanding of where this thing is not just through the through the the financial implications and i realize a lot of fans care about that because it impacts the, what the club spends mm-hmm. but i think more people care about how they're able to watch games yeah And how just outdated this is so often technology gives you advances that you go, my God, I can't believe I can just click one button and I'm watching any movie. And sometimes you can do that without even paying for it now. Uh, And I'm not talking about illegally. It's just sitting there for you on YouTube, right? imagine that, imagine telling yourself, not you, because you would have been too young, but my peers who bought a billion DVDs when we were in college, that those would all just be like cute little artifacts within a decade. Well, when it comes to sports television technology, somehow we've gone backwards. Yeah, regressed. It's it's phenomenal. But it also is now impacting organizations in the manner with which they do business, and therefore it could impact player salaries specific to baseball. So, I, I find this to be, and maybe it's not for great radio, I don't know, um, but it it is so, it's it's like in 2012, 13, 14, 15, in TMA, I feel at minimum every week, and probably every other day, we were talking about the Rams moving. Mm-hmm. And I don't think this matches the Rams moving, no. but I felt like if I'm going to be hosting a show, and I'm in St. Louis, and my belief is that the NFL team is going to move, it would be... Uh, irresponsible to not talk about it. And I don't give a damn if they don't like it at Rams Park and they're not going to come on the show. F off. I don't need you on my show. I don't need guests. You know, I'm going to tell the audience what's going on and what evidence I have of it. And that's why I took my ass out to Oakland and San Diego and Inglewood and Carson to have a better understanding of the whole thing. And it was all said and done on the day of the vote, Kevin Demoff was texting me from inside that meeting room. So I had done my diligence and I knew where things were. And that's the responsibility. And so the responsibility here is if the Cardinals are in a spot where things are tight financially because of this television deal, it might not fascinate you because you're more interested in going on Twitter and bitching about no Blake Snell signing or something. But the television deal impacts why they're signing 36 year old pitchers and guys to three year deals. I believe, I believe it's material because in St. Louis, they don't have the flexibility that they have in New York to throw $10 million at Harrison Bader for a year. And so this could impact not just the short term, but the long term viability Of the franchise Uh, Your thoughts are welcome 314-399-9646 We will have Jackson's deep tease And some sound and a response from Phil Mickelson And this this is much bigger than golf Like I love golf but I don't talk about it much on here But this is going to be bigger on it I'll I'll get into it uh, because this is how the PGA Tour Banged
0: We're right back to the balloon party On the Tim McKernan Podcast Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers On 101 ESPN
2: Welcome back, 1053 in St. Louis, final segment of Balloon Party. Then Jackson and I go to uh, youtube.com slash TMASTL for the Tim McKernan Show podcast. And uh, that's that's non sports, Jackson. That's mm-hmm. anything. Anything goes. And you can send your questions, comments, anything, insults, Tim McKernan Please. at insidestl.com or watch the program. All right. Well, you set this up in the previous segment. Rory McElroy appeared on the Stick to Football podcast. Um, And I watched it last night because I read some of the quotes yesterday, and I thought, I want to hear the context. Really good show. And I did hear the context. And he talked about a couple of regrets he had and also what the live tour exposed with regards to PGA. Now, you might be like, dude, I'm tired of this story. And I go, I kind of am myself. But I'm going to get to a bigger point on this that has really nothing to do with the game of golf and what I think may have been... One of the most grotesque strategies I have seen in sports business in my life that was executed and failed. Jackson, if you would, play the sound.
3: But I think what Liv and the the Saudis have exposed is, okay. well, if you have, you know, a tour and you're going and you're asking sponsors for millions of dollars to sponsor these events and you're not able to guarantee those sponsors, the players that are going to show up. You know, it's very hard I can't believe they've done so well for so long so it's actually exposed some flaws in the system that hopefully golf will have a look at more okay well if we're going to ask these people for so much money we need to be able to guarantee them what they're getting and I think that was part of the stuff that we've been trying to do for the last two years to figure out okay how can we basically try and bring the thing back together again and 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 learn from some of the things that have happened and some of the stuff that live has has exposed and yeah i still i feel like it, there was a way to do it where it wasn't going to be this massive disruptor to the game and i think that's the other thing to me it's like it's just it's created this massive upheaval in in professional golf which has been sad to see and it's like some people have taken one side some people have taken another and Golf's a small enough sport. It's not like football where you've got billions of fans. So if you start dividing the eyeballs in professional golf, it's no good for anyone. It's just yeah. going to cannibalize itself.
2: So. so Phil Mickelson was one of Roy McIlroy's targets throughout this whole process. And Mickelson sees what McIlroy says and tweets out this morning this quote and the many others made today by rory probably were not easy to say let's not use this as an opportunity to pile on rather it's time for me and others to let go of our hostilities and work towards a positive future Rom signing is turning into a bridge to bring both sides together as evidenced by the many comments today regarding McElroy and a month ago about changing the rules for the Ryder Cup. So John and others can play. So let's use it as such until an agreement is reached. It will be business as usual for both sides, but hopefully without the needless disdain that right there could have been a moment where Mickelson dunked, you know, right. Social media dunking. Mm -hmm. Uh, on Because McElroy is quoted in full swing is saying, F off Phil, F off live. And here's Rory saying, and he goes on to say later on in the podcast how he was wrong and he judged guys for going to live. And the reason why this thing went off the rails from the beginning is because Jay Monahan, the commissioner of the PGA Tour, declined to take a meeting with the head of the Saudi uh, public investment fund. Uh, Yasser Al-Ramayan, who he later on June 6th of 2023 would sit in an interview and talk about now their alliance. Had he taken that meeting, none of this happens. It's weird to have a moment that defining that impacted billions of dollars and an entire sport. But I believe that it did. And that's because Monaghan to date had been in charge of what essentially was a monopoly and didn't want to involve another, quote, competitor into the arena and so you can't win and the issue became their only defense against live was not to say that the product was trivial moronic the idea ridiculous the team names the teams some of the players who were closer to the champions tour than they were to being forces on the pga tour none of that instead They demonized people for doing that which has been the centerpiece of the United States of America since its founding, which is capitalism. You are in the open marketplace. Somebody wants your services and will pay you more. Then you choose to go there. But as opposed to simply saying, oh, I'm going to go across the street and work for this person, I understand, shake hands and move on. You were considered to be unpatriotic. You were considered to be a traitor. And then you were considered to be supportive of the nation responsible for September 11th that was the defense not the product and lifting up your product no you demonize the people who went and worked for a place where they were going to make more money and therefore it became not a discussion of capitalism and is live golf better than the PGA Tour it became good versus evil and so Rory McIlroy feeling like he's doing the right thing by standing up for his tour joins in the voices of the PGA executives and calls them out for doing business with Saudi Arabia well the issue is many companies in the United States and around the world do business with Saudi Arabia and have been for a long time but in this case the PGA Tour had no defense, and so their only mechanism was to demonize those who chose to do business with Live as if they were trading being American citizens. In addition to that, to bring out the victims of September 11th's families and have them stand outside a PGA Tour event, a Live Tour event, and use those people, and that's exactly what was done. They were used to try to keep their business going from my standpoint, was so gross. In the moment, I thought it was gross. And now after the fact, now that he is sitting there with Yasser Al-Ramayan, I have no idea how PGA Tour players, how guys who are on Live Tour and PGA Tour executives and sponsors would ever want to continue to do business with somebody who would do something that, from my standpoint, is so grotesque. But that was their only defense mechanism. And so, therefore, guys who simply just chose to go, well, I'm... I don't know. I don't know if I'll ever make it on the PGA Tour. I'm Brooks Koepka. My body's breaking down. I was great, but now I'm not necessarily sure what's going to happen. I'm going to go take this money. They became bad for doing that. When plenty of people make the decision, you know what, I'm going to leave there because this place is going to give me an opportunity to make more money. But they're not called traitors to the United States for doing so. It was gross, and that's why Jay Monahan and the PGA Tour are in the spot that they're in. Time for us to wrap it up. For Jackson Burkett, I'm Tim McKernan. This has been Balloon Party on 101 ESPN.
0: You've been listening to The Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.